0: Today is Monday, October 30th, 2017, and it has been 11 months since I filed for divorce. And I think things are going to really spring forward uh, as of now. Mike and I have not had very many fights or disagreements over the last four years of being separated, but last night we had a doozy. We had um, quite... exchange and um, I plan to call my attorney this morning and light a fire. I got home from band practice last night and uh, I did not see Mike's car in the driveway or in the guest parking um, across the street and so I thought oh good he's not here. I got home I guess it was about 845 last night maybe 845 850 and I go into my house and I assume that he's not there and I said hello to my son and instead of my son answering back, Mike answered back and said, Hey, we're up here. Which was very surprising to me because his car was not at my house. And I said, I walked upstairs and I said, I didn't see your car. Where's your car? And he said, Oh, that's somebody else's car I'm driving. And I said, Really? Whose car are you driving? And I had looked out the door and he said, oh, it's some lady that I work with. We traded cars. One of the things they do at General Motors when they have a company car is they trade cars. And so Mike has a 2017 or 18 Camaro and he was driving some kind of family SUV station wagon looking thing. And so I didn't understand the the trading, but whatever. But it surprised me that he was at my house. He comes over a lot and never tells me when he's coming. He never like sends me a text, hey, I'm coming over to hang out or hey, I'm coming. He just shows up anytime he wants to. He has a key to my house and he can come and go as he pleases. I've never had a key to his house uh, in the four years that we've been living separately. So I go upstairs and He and my son are laying on the sofa and they're watching um, Rick and Morty, which is a cartoon that I find extremely offensive. It's extremely vulgar and it's just stupid, crude, idiotic comedy. It's a complete waste of time. Anyway, he and my son and my daughter love watching this cartoon series. I, I don't understand it. It's so disgusting and vulgar that, it, it drives me nuts. So I was annoyed already because he's in my house. I don't know he's there. He drinks beer over there. You know, he brings beer and sits around and drinks it. And I end up having to throw away his beer bottles myself, just like when we were married. So this makes me irritated and they're watching Rick and Morty and laying around. And, um, I said, well, have you talked to our daughter? And he said, yeah, I talked to her on Friday. And I said, well, how is she doing? And he's like, you haven't talked to her? And I said, no. You know, my daughter's going through this phase right now where she really has pulled back from me and wants to be independent and isn't ta- doesn't want to talk every day and doesn't want to text every day. And she wants some space. And I get it. That's fine. But um, she's gotten really a lot closer with her dad, which I'm glad about, except that I think it's kind of weird sometimes. You know, he took her shopping a few weeks ago for bras, bra shopping. I, I don't know any other grown man who takes his 18 year old daughter bra shopping. I think that's very weird. It's really weird to me. I never had a dad growing up. So, I mean, I know that my perceptions could be a little off, but isn't that kind the kind of thing that you do like with your girlfriends or your mother or by yourself? Anyway, I've always thought that was weird. So he said, yes, he had talked to her Friday and that she was going to do an internship with an exotic animal farm and that her plant was dying and that she needs new tennis shoes. So they're going to go shopping again next weekend for new shoes and a new coat. She needs a new winter coat. And I said, boy, it's so weird that you know she wants to go shopping with you you know that's something I always did with her but great I'm glad to hear she's getting those things and um you know he he was he didn't want to be real forward with the information but I said you know Mike I'm kind of information starved here I don't talk with her as often as you do and I don't know what's going on and I said so I appreciate you know the details and he said well you need to talk to her you need to you need to work work it out you know I said I'm trying to I've been um trying to talk with her more. And I send her little things in the mail and I send her text messages and she doesn't want to do the Sunday night call anymore because she thinks it's weird and creepy. So we don't do that. She doesn't answer texts all the time. Um, you know, every few days or so we exchange texts, but I said, I'm trying to, you know, figure out what's wrong. And, and I said, you know, is there anything new that that's come up? you know that she's shared with you and he said no he said I think she's fine I think she's fine I you know her problem is with you and I said well I don't think she's fine um, she's pushing me away and that's that's never a, a good thing why would you, why do you push somebody away who's supportive and loving in your life I said to me it seems uh, kind of extreme like like something has happened or something is wrong and he said you don't know what's wrong I said, no, I don't. I do not know what's wrong. Please, enlighten me. And he said, well, I think you know more than you're letting on. I said, that's ridiculous. Why why would I do that? I have no idea what's wrong and why she's withdrawing and pushing me away. And he's like, you have no idea. I said, Mike, I have no idea why she's doing this. I, I said, unless she's been faking happiness for the last 18 years, Really, secretly, been miserable. I have no idea. She's had a very good life. We've done so many wonderful things as a family and trips and and activities and enjoyed a close relationship her whole life. I don't. This this is a new phase. In fact, I she's acts like a stranger to me. I don't. I don't know who this this person is. And. So he said, well, you need to talk to her. And, and I said, well, why don't you ask her why she's pulling back from me? He goes, "Why? Well, because I'm not getting in the middle of it. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not asking you to do surveillance or recognizance or, or report back to me. I said, you can tell her, hey, mom wants to know what's wrong and why you're, you're pulling back. I said, be, be honest, be transparent. I'm not asking you to, to do my bidding. And he's like, well, I'll talk to her about it. Of course, he has said that before and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't ever get back to me, but there isn't any one single thing that this apparently can point to. There's no one single event or fight or issue. It's just, you know, I don't know. And then my son who was, who was sitting there was making comments that were not helpful. They were condescending and they were, you know, oh, you know, they didn't make the Grand Canyon in a day. The the Grand Canyon wasn't made in a day. And I'm like, son, you know, try to make helpful comments, you know. And, and so our conversation went on and um, then my son was continuing to, to make statements that were Meant to be upsetting and that were unhelpful, and I said, you know, I said, go to your room so your dad and I can can have an adult conversation. Just go to your room, and he goes, oh, gladly, gladly, and he goes in his room and he, you know, leaves the door open so he's just a few feet away because we're upstairs. I mean, we're literally ten feet away from his room, and Mike said, you know, sometimes you're just really hard to talk to, and I said, I I'm sure I am sometimes. I I'm sure I am. I said, you know, everybody can be. I said, Mike, even, even you can be hard to talk to sometimes too. And he got extremely angry with that comment, like went to DEFCON 5 uh, in, a, in an instant. And he said, don't make this about me. Don't blame me. This is not about me. And you always turn everything around. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you, no one's making this about you. I said we're having a conversation about our daughter. No one's making this about you. You know, and so we go back and forth. He stood up in my house, upstairs, right outside of our son's bedroom and got in my face and said, "Fuck off." And I was shocked. I did not understand how this conversation escalated to this point suddenly fuck off he yells in my face and i said you need to leave you need to get out get out of my house and he said oh gladly oh gladly and he was walking down the stairs and i was behind him and i said you know this is why our son talks to me this way this is why our son treats me this way because of this very behavior that you have modeled for him he's like oh come on let's have it that now the real you is coming out he said I said, no, you, you have modeled really poor behavior towards women and towards me, and, and, and that explains why our son acts the way he does. And I said, and you know, I think it's a really weird thing for a dad, a grown man, to take his 18-year-old daughter bra shopping. So that's just weird to me. It's not normal. And he's like, yeah, here's the real you. Here's the real you. Tell me what you really think. You know, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And I said, give me the key to my house. I want the key back. And he would not give me the key to my house. So he walks out. I slam the door. And I go upstairs. And I see my son standing in his room. And I said, I'm really sorry that you had to hear that. I am really sorry that, that this just happened. And he said, no, you're not. I said, no, I I really am, I I don't, that got out of hand and I wish it wouldn't have come to that and I'm very sorry that you had to hear that. I said, your dad should not talk to me that way and um, I said, that's modeling bad behavior and he said, well, I don't model my behavior after either one of you and I said, well, fine, you know, whatever And, and we started to talk a little bit and I said, you know, I'm really, desperate for answers about Tori and I think that she is having high anxiety and high stress maybe some depression I don't know I think her freshman year at A&M is harder than she thought it was going to be and I think she's stressed and I think that she's having issues with her roommate she wants to move out move away from her roommate and said, I'm desperate to, you know, talk with her and be close to her. And I've asked you and dad to help me through this and like understanding what's happening. And he's like, we've told you, you just need to leave her alone, just leave her alone. And I said, well, that doesn't feel like the right thing to do as the mom that, you know, that feels like the opposite of love, just ignoring someone or walking away or leaving them alone. I feel like I need to um, embrace her and be there for her. And express compassion and try to be understanding and he said no you just need to leave her alone and while we were talking I said and this was when we were talking about um, Mike and my relationship and I said you know you probably don't remember this but maybe you do when when you kids were littler I said one time or a few times I would say after dinner okay let's all get together and you know clean the kitchen let's do the dishes together like a family and Mike would say in front of our kids he would say I've already done all my work today I worked all day I worked hard I made $800 today how much did you make and I would say nothing you know that I didn't make any money today and he would say that in front of the kids therefore exempting himself from having to clean up dinner dishes and help clean up the kitchen you know together like a family and um, that instilled in my son at least I know for sure that a person's value is derived from how much money they make at their at their job and my son so we're standing there talking about this and my son says well he probably was tired he did work all day I said what about me I had worked all day also and my son said, oh, what, raising kids? Like, that's so hard. And I thought, wow, wow, this, this is very telling that he would say that to me. And I said, yes, son, I probably was exhausted. I took 12 years off of my career, I, I told my son this, to raise you and your sister every day, feeding you, lunch, feeding you breakfast, making your lunch, laying out your clothes, going to the store, planning your dinners, volunteering in your classroom, tirelessly. With, with love in my heart. I never complained about all the things that I had to do or all the nice dinners I made that Mike carried off to the garage to eat by himself. And I, I didn't say that garage part to him, but that's what I was thinking. But I did tell him that, you know, I was, I was, had tired also from working and my son just doesn't place any value on what I did as the mother. In, in, raising him. He d- puts all the value on his dad and what his dad was able to do. So all of that was really telling. So I did send my attorney, um, an email last night after all of this happened. And I said, um, that I was tired of him coming over and anytime he wanted without announcing himself, And I was tired of him coming over and drinking in my house and laying around and making messes. And um, I told her that that had to stop, that he wasn't um, communicating to me when he was coming over. And I said, I I want that to stop. Um, And so I'm going to call her this morning and follow up on the email and, you know, see where I can take this and just get this over with. Um, I'm a bit distracted right now as I go through the gate. But I I had said earlier this year, the two goals I wanted to accomplish this year are getting a new job and getting a divorce. And I think I'm closer to both of those things than ever. I start my new job on Monday. This is my last week at the university and it's not coming at a moment too soon. And I will finally be making uh, enough money to better support myself and um, get off of Mike's payroll, as he likes to say. You know, he has said that many times in front of our children also um, in the last few years uh, when we've been talking about money or finances or whatever. He'll say, you just need to get a better job so you can get off my payroll. He says that in front of our kids and that that does not, that does not communicate Value that does not that that's not kindness and compassion and it, it's it's the reason it's the reason that Mike and I are no longer together is that kind of talk that kind of uh, sentiment that he expresses towards me it's it's gross it's really gross i've spent too long being married to that person, and I can't wait to wrap this up so i think i'm I think I'm closer than ever so That's the big update. I'm going to call my lawyer uh, this morning.